welcome back to Girl, We Should Talk to Someone. This is the part two of our careers episode. If you listened to part one, you would have known that we talked a lot about our first jobs, some funny stories we had, and this is just a continuation of that conversation, and we hope you love it. And just a disclaimer, get ready because we jump right in. With your current job right now, is this like the job that you would have envisioned for yourself like five years ago, or like are you at that place yet, or Um, where are you at? I think going through university, I envisioned myself working a very similar job that I was working previously at like the the halfway house with these girls involved mm-hmm. with like the law. Um, while I didn't even really know that that was a position when we were in university and when I did my postgrad, I figured out, oh, well, you can do that kind of thing. That was sort of like what I envisioned. So when I got that job, I was like, wow, like this is exactly where I want to be. And it was a great job. Um But much like what you were talking about in the bridal, there wasn't, at least in the agency that I was in, there wasn't a lot of movement upwards other than like, okay, you could then be a manager. And then it's like, okay, so there's one, one (laughs) job I can get after this. Like, that's it. Like, so I knew that there was, I was looking for somewhere where there was like kind of like exponential growth, right? So somewhere where I could like start low, which I didn't mind, and then like slowly grow and realize that like there's not only potentials above you for higher paying and more management jobs, but there's also like lateral movement within the company. And where I am now, I work at a college, there's so much lateral movement. Like if I want to try a different department or work with a different team, there's positions that I might be already qualified for that I could move and do different skills and work on different things um, within the same workplace. Yeah, that's good. But the job, I, the job I have now, again, I didn't even know this was a job that you could do, let alone that I was qualified for now working at the college. I always thought like, oh, that's for people with like master's degrees or other degrees in education. And while a lot of people around me have those things, like it's not necessary. Yeah. How about that's you? like – um, I think five years ago, I totally thought I'd be like, in the prime of my career right now, I'd be making so much money. I'd be like, <laughs> like a CEO or like on my way to become one. Like I just had this, you remember me talking in school being like, well, when I go there, I'm going to do this and this and when this. When you go to New York City, that's what you would always say. When I'm oh, living yeah. in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I went on to live in New York. I want to work in publishing. I was so sure I would be in publishing at this time. Well, none of that has happened. That's okay, because I think where I am now is like where I have to be now, because it's the first time in my life where I actually don't know what industry I want to like, like settle down in. Like, I actually don't know what career path is like I'm aiming towards. I know I'm just growing and learning and I'm going towards something, but I don't know what that end goal is right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised I'm here, but I like it because... I just I have so much to learn still and I take my current job as like really like it's almost like a stomping ground to just me like making mistakes learning growing asking questions I learned so much in the current job I'm very thankful for it it's fun it's different from anything I ever would have thought like real estate is like not something I've ever been interested in Mm -hmm. but it's just you gotta just go with it and I don't know. I'm excited to see what the next few years bring with my career because I just know I'm going somewhere. I just don't know exactly what that is. And I I think it's kind of like a false hope that we're fed a lot. Like 
at one point in your life, you're going to know your dream job Mm -hmm. and you're going to take all these steps and it'll be a natural progression to get there. And I really don't think that that's a reality for most people. Like Mm -hmm. most people go through many different jobs in many different sectors before they realize like, hey, maybe I actually don't want to be a math teacher like I thought I did. Maybe I actually want to work in advertising. And those realities don't really ring true unless you have those experiences, right? Like, yeah. And in school, I feel like you're kind of told that you have to have a certain degree to get a certain job. And that was the mindset I had. Like I was an English major, which meant I had to go into businesses that had to do with books and reading and analytical and like research. But I always kind of loved business. Like I always had a knack for like, I just like thought it was always fun and industry. And I just, my dad's a businessman. So I kind of always liked business. I've always sucked at math. I've never took any courses in econ. I took like business courses in like high school that I really loved, like marketing courses, but whatever, they're not like legitimate. So university, like I would, the last thing I would think is I would be in marketing and working in a company and working in real estate. So I think it's important to not, don't let your degree deter you from applying and spreading your wings because your degree teaches you skills that will help you in the real world. Mm-hmm. But really your job is what teaches you how to, work like 100 percent. like your your degree really like it taught me how to taught me a lot of important stuff don't get me wrong like I'm very analytical I know how to like read and write I can hopefully at, I know hopefully <laughs> right but like being an English major specifically like you learn really critical analytical skills and understanding and I'm, a, I'm more creative than someone else who didn't take English like I have those certain qualities that I bring into my job but I don't Everything I currently do in my job, I like project management, I learned from doing project management. Which is one of the reasons why, like, I know for both our programs, when we went to Guelph, there was no, like, um, what's the word? Where you, like, do, you, like, work in the field as a student um, placement. There's, like, no, like, yeah. placement opportunities or, like, a co-op opportunity. Yeah, only business courses, I think, had that, not and, ours. Yeah, and, like, I always thought that was a little bit, like, I mean, I'm not sure how they would do it for English, but I'm sure there's options that you could do. Like, you could probably, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, whether it was even working with, like, the student newspaper, like, things like that, right? Yeah, like, anything. But from what, like, when I did my postgrad and it was in addiction and mental health, like, I learned so much in the classes, but really it wasn't until I had my co-op, like, placement. Yeah. Whereas at, like, a halfway house with women who had just got out of federal prison sitting there, like whoa okay so um (laughs) these like trauma-informed counseling skills I see why we need them now like I'm gonna try and use them now with a person who's experiencing severe trauma and flashbacks of like whatever happened right so but without that it's just sort of like things that you might memorize and have on like in the back part of your brain but until you actually use them um they don't actually become applicable so I I'm hoping like I know college programs do this pretty well, but university programs don't usually have that co-op thing with them. And yeah. I think that's a really important thing, even to just like make connections, right? Yeah, even just having a career focus course or like in any degree, you can really just learn that there's so many jobs out there. And like as um, whatever your degree is, like I'll use English, for example, you're not narrowed down to only English focused jobs like you don't have to be a teacher you don't have to be a writer you don't have to be a publisher like you can go into marketing and bring those skills into it you can probably go into finance and bring your skills into it like Mm -hmm. you can do so many things obviously it helps to have someone get you into them but like yeah there's just not limited to what you think your degree limits you to 
Yeah, I I read something interesting the other day about millennials, which I think yeah we are, we're millennials, right? Yeah, um, yeah I think so. <laughs> I don't know, um, but it was something like um, a lot of people that are like say our parents' age, like fifty, sixty, they a lot of them have this mentality that millennials are lazy, they don't want to put in the work, um, they want to be like spoon fed, they're not gonna like whatever like put the hard work in to get the job. But it actually like is interesting because I know from me at least from a young age, I was always told you can do whatever you want to do, any career, there's no barriers. Um, so in a way, it made it seem like, okay, if I want to be a famous poet, I can do that. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you can be a poet. I could say I'm a poet right now if I write, write poetry at home, but becoming a famous poet isn't necessarily realistic, right? Yeah. And so when that doesn't, like, when that opportunity doesn't land in our lap, almost like we were told it was because you can do anything you want to do and you're going to be successful with everything you do, sometimes that's not the case and we have to kind of pick up the pieces. But um, I think, yeah, like, I don't know. Do you feel like that rings true for you? Like, when I was a kid, it was like, the opportunities were endless but at the same time we weren't also taught like it's not as easy as we're making it sound to get into those opportunities yes and no like I think my parents were pretty like I love this because of their culture but they were like this is what you have to do to get to a job you have to like there is very black and white for me like what jobs were and like what the importance was of having a job, like get to support your family and you have to have money for yourself. You have to save for a house. And I was like, what? At like 16, like in what world is that even a thing to me? So like, even remember when I got my first job, my parents, like my dad always told me like, this is the purpose of a job, learn, grow, understand, and then go to your next job. But like, in terms of like, if the world is open, I think they kind of always, so I were like, you can't be a pop singer. Like you can't be an actress. I don't know if I was like bad or good at the time, but they were kind of like, no, like you're not going to do those things. But they also were very good at saying like, you're not going to have your dream job right now. You're not going to be, have the most money as you want right now. Like it's gonna just keep working hard and it will happen. Yeah. No, I agree. I like, I, I don't know if I asked to be a pop star, but like, I think my parents instilled very similar things where it's like, okay, you're 15 now or like you're 13 and you want to have a phone, you better go deliver your papers, right? (laughs) Exactly. Even though we'll help you with it. Like also like you're 16 and in the summer you have the whole summer off from school. What else are you going to be doing other than working, right? Yeah. And all my friends pretty much did the same thing. So it's it's felt very natural to have a summer job. But I think for some people that wasn't the case. I know a lot of people who didn't have jobs in the summer and their parents just let them like do nothing. My parents were like, you want a car? You want to have gas? Like you got to pay for that gas. We're not giving you the gas money. Like Mm -hmm. you have to earn your own life and you have to work hard to get where you want to be or else it's not going to get given to you. So. So when we talk about like, I know both of us are like in good jobs right now, not necessarily the job we imagined ourselves in at this time or like the hashtag dream job which in a way I think no one really knows what their dream job is until like it happens and you're like, hey, this is great. But like what do you think is um, one of the main ways you find inspiration in jobs that are not necessarily inspiring? Hmm. Because I know sometimes like real marketing and real estate, it's not like the most inspiring (laughs) thing you could do, right? Yeah, I think – 
on when paper. I do something that's out of my comfort zone or like if I try something new in my job, I'm immediately inspired by myself, I think, because I'm just like, whoa, I could do that. Mm-hmm. Like if I have a really good meeting or I just have a really good work week and I achieve a lot of great goals and we like, you know, we're, we're bringing in good money for the company. Like when I have those good moments, like even if it's nothing I care about, like I don't care about real estate. I don't care about at the end of the day of this company, obviously I care about the company, but like those things don't really have anything to do with me. But like if I hadn't hit those like internal milestones, like, oh, I presented this thing. I didn't like say um too many times. Or if I made that I, a company client like laugh or like I just like I answered a question on the spot, like those things inspire me just to kind of keep going and remind myself that like, hey, you're not where you want to be right now, maybe, but you're you're doing it you're getting there like everything you're doing is going to get you to that job that will inspire you maybe one day Mm -hmm. yeah that's so true yeah it's I I would have to agree it's like the it's not necessarily like the work you do but it's like how you do the work that can be inspiring like Mm. a lot of the times it's like surprising yourself like you said like doing stuff that you were maybe scared to do or not sure if you were be able would be able to handle it as well as you did and then like ending it and being like oh okay so if I can do that like what else can I do right yeah no exactly has like your definition of success then changed over time yeah I'd say like I was really sold that like commercial idea of success and having a dream job like uh, you go to university and then you get a good job out of university that's a trap don't that's not actually true like no one really gets their dream job out of their undergraduate degree right <laughs> um so I think when that was shattered I was like oh okay I'm not like where I want to be. So many things were just shattered after university I think I think like everything I thought of was just like nope not gonna happen. Yeah and you kind of have to reimagine like okay so if I'm not quote-unquote successful right now like what does that mean and I think for me um yeah success has changed to mean like those more of those micro like milestones so like the things that inspire you right like oh my boss gave me a big project and I actually ended up exceeding expectations on it or um I was really nervous to lead a presentation it went really well why don't I ask to lead another one soon because I think that I would do a good job for that too like that to me are those like success things and also Mm -hmm. getting into a little bit of that work-life balance thing it's like I can sometimes be a workaholic, but then sometimes I'm like, wait, 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 hold up. Like my world cannot revolve around my job. And I think when I realized that like your job isn't like, for example, say you're like a janitor, like you could be the happiest freaking janitor <laughs> in the world and go home to your happy, amazing life. And that could yeah. be ideal success, right? Your job is not like necessarily the only thing in your life that needs to be successful right you can be successful in your romantic relationship in your friendships in your your hobbies and I think when you take away the pressure of like the career being your main driver of success um it it things come more naturally and there is there is less anxiety about like career moves and just like making mistakes yeah I would agree with all that I think for me success like before it was always like, yeah, like having, making a certain amount of money, having an amazing job that's like great on title. That was what my success was. And then now it's like, for me, it's like when I look at when I started my current job to where I am now, I've grown so much, even in the company, like 
my position has, I've been given more responsibilities. I've been looked at at clients as doing a great job. And like, I just get that feedback and I'm like, wow, I really have improved in mm-hmm. this job. Yes. It's not my end goal job. Yes. It's not my most favorite job I would want to have right now, but I've really grown and developed in this certain job. And that to me is success is that I'm not just like stagnant and staying where I was when I started. Like I'm not just only the social media person, not changing whatsoever. Like I've developed and grown and taken on more responsibility and that's success to me. I think you brought up a really good point there was it's not necessarily the title of your job. I had Mm -hmm. that too for so long of like, if I say to someone, this is my career, it better sound impressive, right? My my title better sound so freaking cool that they're like, whoa, that's so awesome. And it and it kind of like boils down to you being like, wow, you had a job at the Toronto Stock Exchange. That career title sounds so awesome. And it's like <laughs> that's like what I say to you all the time. I'm like, your job is so cool. And like <gasps> in the reality, it didn't bring me like happiness the way my job does now, right? And yeah. so like, yeah, it might sound really cool when you're at a bar and having drinks with people and being like, okay. yeah, like I work at the Toronto Stock Exchange. Like, no, whatever, no big thing. But yeah. like. At the end of the day, you need to be happy in what you do. It doesn't really matter what it like it sounds like to other people, right? And like one thing as well to remember is that that person who's like, I'm a finance analyst for <laughs> CBC, that bank, yeah, CBC Bank. Like CBC they could be is a no- TV channel. Oh, shit. <laughs> What's that? Bank that has a C in it. That would be CIBC. <laughs> CIBC, that's what I meant. Anyways, they could say that, but they could be a nobody in their company. They could not actually be that important. They could just be a body in the office at a desk that just handles accounts. Whereas like for me, success is that I know I'm important in my company. Like I know I bring something Mm -hmm. and I am directly involved in the success of the company. Yes. So that to me is successful. Like if I'm just a body, like just like they're like killing my time, doing work, but like not really having an impact, like I want to have an impact on my company. Like I can't imagine not. I know it's hard with larger companies to do that, but you can get there and that would be, it's a good goal to have is don't just be that person at the desk, like how you were at the stock exchange. You were kind of just a body. Like, hey, (laughs) (laughs) I was more than a body. I mean, you train people. That's pretty cool. No, I I would say I made an impact enough that like, (laughs) I was pretty good at my job, but. Okay, you're good at your job, fine. But. But some people, like, would be not that good and just there. There was a lot of people I would meet at these meetings and they would be, like, in and around my age. These, like, you could just tell these Western Laurier frat boys that got these finance jobs right out of their undergrad and they'd give me their business card. And I'm not kidding you. They would be, like, 24 years old. I could tell. They look like children. And their business card would say, like, senior analyst and I'm like there is no effing way you're a senior analyst like you are 23 and then I would ask my coworkers and be like how do they have these titles like they just graduated university and they'd be like they just give these titles even though like it doesn't actually mean anything they just give people these like titles to make their jobs sound amazing but meanwhile everyone in their department is a senior analyst there's no junior analysts right like it's all kind of meaningless and it, it just sort of like sounds cool on the outside. Okay, I have a question for you before we get into like our rapid fire fun career stuff. Yeah. If you had zero barriers, like your nothing mattered, like your degree doesn't matter if you have any connections, nothing mattered. Like what careers would you love to do? 
Yeah, this is the one of the ones we put out on our Instagram. Yeah. And like, the answers were so good. Matter, nothing matters. So for me, I would immediately I thought athlete. Like I would love to cool. have been like a professional athlete. Um That's pretty cool. And then the second thing I thought of was like um uh well, I don't even remember what I was gonna say now. <laughs> oh, a motivational speaker. <laughs> Oh, that'd be good. That's, yeah. Those are good ones. Because I always thought like you have to be really successful before you become a motivational speaker, which yeah. I think is a little true, but it it just seems kind of like untouchable. Like how do you become one? Do you know what I mean? You're doing a podcast. So you're starting it. Yeah. Uh, let us know in the comments if if you're motivated by my speaking. <laughs> <laughs> how about you? Um, I have a few. So movie producer would be really really cool I would love 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 to be involved in making movies or tv shows and film production like I would just love to be involved I don't know how you get there so this is like definitely without barriers <laughs> um I would love to start a skincare line I think that'd be really really fun and creative and I could just bring in all of my ideas and like marketing and just be so much fun and cool and I would just love to like help people with their skin and kind of have my own line I would love that I still want to do that before I die but I don't know how you even do that (laughs) like no clue but I love the science behind skincare so I think it'd be really fun and then another one I would just love to like create something like whether it's a book or like an app I want to write a book but like I just want to be involved in creating something and putting it out into the world I don't know what specifically it is but I want like my stamp on something what what about like a podcast we could call it girl we should talk to someone (laughs) oh my god we did it we're good we got we got so many good responses for this um so some people were like oh I would still like I would still be a teacher or I would still do what I want to do but some of the other responses I want to just say a few because some of them were like really cool jobs I had never even thought about so one was like a, a BuzzFeed writer so like writing for Ooh. like online publications I guess yeah, another was an OBGYN in like a rural area like an okay. underserviced rural area like definitely a really difficult but cool job um a personal stylist was another one. Mm, that'd be really fun. That would be fun. I just like, how do you make money? Do you know what I mean? Well, these people like are paying you to style their, like a lot of celebrities. Like celebrities. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you make a lot of money. I know like one of my friends is like a stylist. Like she was helping, she actually was helping one of the real housewives of Toronto and was mm. kind of like her personal designer That's for so her dresses. Cool. Yeah. And then other ones were like cardiologist and... Mm. Um, what else do we have on here? And like an, like an actress who's like working like all the time. Like, I don't know if that means like you're like a reoccurring character, like on a show or whatever, but. Yeah, actually I always wanted to be an actress too. And that'd be really cool. So did I. That'd be nice. (laughs) Okay, cool. Let's do, um, like a rapid fire career edition. We have like a bunch of questions that we wrote down. So let's just go through them. Okay. So, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Question number one. Would you rather do something you love but make just enough money to get by or do something you hate and make billions of dollars? Something you love. Yeah. I mean, you'd be miserable if you don't. The only thing I think about, though, is, like, if you really do something you hate but, like, maybe you only have to work, like, five 
to 10 weeks a year and the rest of it you have all this money and you can like pay to go on vacation with all your friends I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I mean yeah I like to make billions of dollars to decide anything I think it depends on how how much you hate it yeah yeah how like what is the job I'm gonna hate yeah like I don't know it's stuffy it's tough but I I think if I really had to choose like I mean, I'm just – I'm making enough money to just get by now, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Same. I don't really know the difference. <laughs> you got nothing to compare it to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Would you rather work for a small or large company? Um, this is tough because I think stereotypically small companies have that vibe of like really caring for their employees and it's more like a family Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I I generally think there's less opportunity for growth in small companies. So I'm going to yeah. go with large company and then hopefully the like department I work in feels like a small company, if that makes sense. Yeah, I would agree with that. So I currently work in a small company. I mean, I do actually really love it because we are a family and I like really love my coworkers. But my next job, I want to try a large company and see what that's like. So well, I know. Try it out for size. Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> would you rather have a terrible boss but a great job or a great boss and a terrible job uh, ter- uh no i don't know <laughs> what would you do <laughs> uh, like, like a I, tongue think, twister. I think i would have a great job and a terrible boss and then hope that i could like work my way up so that they would no longer be my like my boss yeah like it sucks like I've had really bad managers before when I've like loved my job and it just really puts a damper on the mood yeah but I mean your boss is only one person so you can have amazing like colleagues that will help you get through which is what I had like they kind of helped me get through this terrible manager so yeah I would agree and a terrible job like you're just it only goes so far yeah like (laughs) no um okay Next one. Would you rather have a male or female boss? So I've only ever had female bosses. So I don't know what it really? would be like. Yeah. I've never been – yeah, I've never had a male boss before. I guess stereotypically in retail, it's it's much more like a woman-centered. Yeah, even banquet serving, it was a woman. Mm-hmm. Retail, um, clientele, it was a woman. My current job, it's a woman. I mean, I've had male clients. So, like, I've had to, like – not treat them like a boss, but they're kind of like they're our clients, mm-hmm. so they're like they're in charge. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't. Know. I think I actually would like to have a male boss because I can. Sometimes my male clients are just like I don't know. It's I don't want to get into like sexism, but like it's just sometimes <laughs> easier to deal with. <laughs> yeah, I've had a mix of both. Um, like right now, I have like a male boss and. It's funny because our office is actually all women except for him. So it's an interesting dynamic because it's a very woman-centered environment even though we do have a male boss. And I like it. Um, But I've also had a female boss in my last job who was like amazing. Like Mm -hmm. and it was really all like pretty much all like a female staff base when we and I worked at with those with those girls, those teens. And that was like I think a really important part of it too, that we were all like women and we really like understood where like some of these girls were coming from. Um and our boss was just so like so um no bullshit. Like would come in and you could just say, hey, like 
I have cramps today. And she's like, honey, come with me. Let's get some Advil. Like, mm-hmm. do you need five minutes? Let's go to Tim Hortons. I'll buy you a coffee. Come back. Like, it was very, oh, like, that's amazing. yeah, she was so motherly and like really nice. But also she had that factor of like, you still wanted to impress her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I think is important. Yeah. Yeah. I think it also depends on the job in the industry. Like some industries and jobs work better. Like with that one you described, I would see a female working better in that kind of job. Mm-hmm. Like in marketing, I kind of think it can go both ways. My boss is like one of the only female lead companies in Toronto marketing. That's like pretty cool. Industry. Yeah, it's amazing. Like give her so much credit for like basically like working in a male dominated industry completely. Mm-hmm. So she's a yeah, like for that, she's like a powerhouse of a woman. Like she's really great. She's a but, madhouse of a woman. <laughs> yeah, a madhouse. There you go. Um, but part of I, I think I still want to experience a male boss in my lifetime because I've never done it. I think it has a different dynamic, and you can learn different skills from a male boss. So yeah, yeah, that's true. I and I would different. also I would, different. Different. I would also argue like a good boss. It shouldn't really matter, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. A good boss, like, it's the qualities, and those aren't gender-based. No. Those are just qualities. Okay. You want to see the next one? Uh, where are we? Oh, would you rather a scary, stressful job, but less res- – oh, but a lot of responsibility, mm-hmm. or a minimal job with little to no responsibility? 100%. I'm choosing the scary, stressful job with a lot of yeah, responsibility. Same. Yeah, same. Like – it just does not there's zero inspirational factor of having a both a shit job and also no responsibility some people love having no responsibility though i have a coworker who loves just being not responsible for anything but i love i love it <laughs> i don't know but i think that comes from the fact that like a lot of people are just like scared to make mistakes and if you're just told what to do all the time it's really hard to make mistakes because you're given yeah. no freedom right yeah you can easily just be like, oh, well, that person said I can do this, so it's not my fault. But, yeah. like, I'm usually that person who said it, so it's always my fault. <laughs> like, that's usually me. But I'm okay with it. Like, that's how you learn. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And, like, life would be so boring if you didn't make mistakes at your job. Like, if there was nothing happening that was, like, causing you stress, like, what would your – like, that was, like, me all week. I was, like, I'm so fucking bored. Yeah, because like, nothing's going on. There's no, like, heartbeat to your job. It's just, like, okay, sign on, do my work, sign out, no – feedback whether it's good or bad like whatever um this question also reminds me another job i would do without barriers would be a paramedic oh yeah that'd be really i I don't know if i would like to be responsible for people's lives but yeah i would still do that over being anything else Mm -hmm. that was not yeah that was my choice okay let's go into like the this or that careers stuff questions okay would you rather work in a healthcare field or an educational field educational for me yeah educational for me too finance or non-for-profit you're gonna kill me finance <laughs> yeah I, I could I see you in that for me I would say non-for-profit yeah I just like I don't know <laughs> okay marketing or hospitality marketing yeah same Ooh, pro athlete or pop singer like would you which one would you rather be yeah uh that's easier for me pro athlete I would totally be a pop singer. It's shocking. <laughs> Leanna so coming bad. out on the field <laughs> for <laughs> Manchester United. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, actress or celebrity chef? Actress. Same. 100%. Yeah. Celebrity chef is just, I don't know. That's like a lot of work. Gotta cook. It's a lot of work, 
But if you don't like the limelight of being like an actress, like that that whole like Hollywood type thing, I think it's it's fun because you can also make a ton of money as a celebrity chef and be like famous in your own right, but not be like paparazzi mm-hmm. all the time. Um, activist or socialite? Uh, I, that's a Why tough are you one. struggling on this? Interesting. <laughs> what? Sarah, I, I, what the fuck? <laughs> Okay, this is why I'm struggling. 100%, if you asked me this a year ago, I would say activist. But because a socialite sounds so fun right now, like traveling and like going to do things for free and getting clothes sent to you and like – Okay. It's it's the quarantine getting to me, okay? Don't kill me. (laughs) (laughs) So which one is it? Activist. Final answer. Okay, good. Yeah, same with me, activist. I would – I'm not into that social life, so. Um, Artist or writer? Hmm, tough one. <laughs> Writer. <laughs> Was that your attempt at sarcasm? <laughs> <laughs> mm, tough one. <laughs> With all my books behind me, I would, yeah, writer, 1,000. I'm going to write a book before I die. I've always said it. It's going to happen. I'm ready for it. I'll self-publish it, though, because no one's going to take it. <laughs> I'm here for it. Uh, we can promote it on our podcast. Um, Perfect. I think I would be... I think I would be an artist because I feel like that is feels so out of touch to me. Like I am not artistic in a way to like paint a photo or anything like that, that I would like to know how that feels. You have to come over when we can and do, we'll do a paint night. I love painting. Okay. So. I'm down. Okay. Fashion designer or interior decorator? I think for my own benefit, I would be an interior decorator. <laughs> Yeah, I think I would too, because I think it would just be cool to be that person in the room who's like, that doesn't look good. Or like, I like, like to think I'm good at interior design, but I'm generally horrible. It's so so hard. hard. Like fashion design is also hard. Any design is hard, but interior decorating is like, I asked my friends who also don't know anything about it, aka you, for advice. It's so hard. (laughs) Like, like, it's, it's a definitely a skill that like, either you're like born with the ability to really like see things or yeah. you have to teach yourself but like I don't know how to teach myself how to make shit look good in a room and it's also like so subjective like we work with interior designers for our clients so like I've worked with um one recently and even what she was putting together like I was kind of like that doesn't look good right I'm like, who yeah. am I to say that okay yeah both of these will be out of our comfort zones um construction <laughs> worker or electrician oh construction worker yeah, I think so too. Because then I feel like you could like just build stuff at home and like be handy, right? Yeah, and like you're outside with a bunch of dudes. I always hear them like <laughs> shouting at each other. I'm always like, hey, hey, buddy, and like there's always like jokes going on. And even when I meet our like clients' construction team, they're all like just like yeah having a blast. Like they're having so much fun. So they have like music playing. Like one time they're playing yeah. this weirdest like Spanish song, and I was like, what is going on right now? They're just vibing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Next one. Model or politician? Mm-hmm. Um, like neither is appealing to me. Uh, yeah, a model? No, I would not be a model. It's too much. If I was like model type, that'd be pretty cool to have to be a model. I guess, I but there's like I think no matter oh, what you look like, you you have that pressure to look different. You know what I mean? Like there's always pressure. I think. I'll go politician. Yeah, I think so too. Even though I think Probably. politics is a slime fest, no matter what side you're on, it's always messed up. But yeah. 
Okay, pilot or astronaut? I'm like low key scared of what exists past Earth, so I'm gonna go with pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would just get really bad motion sickness. So I would also go with pilot. Yeah, astronaut sounds like a. I think it's a really. It can be dangerous. Like you, what happens if you just can't come back? Like, yeah. <laughs> also, like flying freaks me out too. Though, like I don't, I don't do good up in the air in general. So like, take notes, boys. I would not <laughs> like. Pilot would also freak me out. You're responsible for everyone's life. Like, no. And I also get motion sickness very easily. So. Yeah, we're just, you're just skip, skip this one. <laughs> Sit this one out. Uh, engineer or lawyer? Lawyer, 100%. Yeah, same with me. I remember people saying, you'd be a great lawyer. I was really good at arguing. So I was just a little brat. Piece of but... shit. <laughs> <laughs> lawyer would be really fun. Yeah, I do think it's one of those jobs that sounds really glamorous, but then yeah. you get to it and you're like, oh, it's just a bunch of reading and making Paperwork. notes. Yeah. But I love reading and doing that kind of shit. You read like really interesting stuff. Anyways, doctor or dentist? A doctor, 100%. Not going in your mouth. <laughs> yes, but like, oh, I couldn't do either of these jobs, but yeah, doctor. Okay, if you had to be a doctor, what type of doctor would you be? Because I think there's so many options there. And each one means oh. something very different. I don't know. How many types of doctors are there? Well, you could be like a general practitioner, like who you go to see generally. I think that's yeah, kind of no. boring. But it's no. good if you want to like develop relationships with your clients. I've thought about this way too much. Um, there's <laughs> a, there's like an OBGYN. Okay. There is like um, – you could do like um, – what are the other types? Like specific doctors like you could go in – you could be like a doctor – I don't know what they're called, like endocrinologist where you like – we're, I don't know. There's so many different specializations. A cardiologist. You could be a specialist okay. in skin. You could be a dermatologist. You could be a Probably, podiatrist. Uh, I don't – does, like, plastic surgery count? Is that surgeon? Yeah, I think well, that yeah, counts, I guess. You'd be a plastic uh, surgeon? I, I wanted to, like, Botox for people. I think that'd be fun. Okay. Like, that – like, very basic. Like, Not like lip injections, Botox, because, like, you just got to chat with girls and, like, so, I don't know. Yeah, you can do like that as a nurse, least, I think. Oh, I wouldn't want to be a nurse, though. I I just can't deal with grossness. Of other I wouldn't be a plastic surgeon then because you're ripping people's bodies oh, apart and taking know. stuff out be, and putting it in. I don't think I could be any doctor. Can oh, you could be a pediatrician. Oh, Work okay. with kids. Oh, like nutrition. No, no, pediatrician. Oh, I was thinking like nutritional doctor. You can I could do that be too. Nutrit- I'll do that. Okay. There you go. That's no body parts involved. No, I don't think that's nothing. a doctor, but yeah, we'll, we'll take it. A nutritionist <laughs> what about you <laughs> um i think i would be an OBGYN, or okay. i would be a um what's it called a pediatrician when you work with kids yeah that'd be fun that yeah. would be like second up to nutritionist <laughs> okay that's the end of our rapid fire um, I, we have one more, don't we? No, that's the last one. I literally have a note on our page here that says, last one. <laughs> Worst no. or funniest interview story. <laughs> that's like the last thing to talk about. Oh, okay. I'm exposing <laughs> so, us right now. <laughs> before we end this long career podcast, let's end on a funny note. So or like. Long. <laughs> I don't know. Like, tell us like your worst or like funniest interview story. Something. Do, do you have one? 
like off the top yeah. of your head? You go first. I, I only have one standout interview story. This is the one. Okay. Oh, you want me to go? Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> when I was interviewing for this marketing position to work at a marketing agency, I was basically just looking for like an internship. I had no experience. I was like, I'll be unpaid for three months because I just want to get something on my resume and just get my foot in the door. So that was what I was going in for. I went to go interview at this marketing agency that's pretty popular in Toronto. I won't say any names, <laughs> but the owner like looks like Rob Ford. That's one thing to point out. I walked in and I was like, oh, okay. it's like Rob Ford or like Doug Ford. He, lo- he looks like he could be their brother, basically. So picture that and me in a room. Like a big white man. Yeah, like blonde and fat and just like mm-hmm. annoying. And he basically just like bashed me the whole interview was like, you have no experience. All you're qualified for is social media, but even then you would suck at it. He said these in these terms too. Like, what? He didn't like yeah, he didn't sugarcoat anything. He literally was like, how can I, he like threw my resume. He was like, how can I even hire you? You got nothing on here. That's good for me. And I was like, I'm looking for an unpaid position right now. Like I will do anything. And then it like, so first 10 minutes, I was like in pure shock. And after that, I was like, okay, I'm not going to get this job. This is such a joke. This guy's an idiot. I'm just yeah. going to like, whatever, get through You don't this. even want to work there now anyways. Oh, God, no. I never would want to work there. And then he like, some of the highlights in the interview, I, won't say, I don't remember everything, but he was like, you should marry rich. You're not going to do well. He was like, how do you live in Toronto? Like, how can you even afford this? Like, you must have all this money from your parents. And how I was, do like, I not know um, about this? I don't know. I think I, I don't think I told many people. I don't know who I told. And I was like, look, like I, I like was fully like I saved my money. I'm not dumb. And I was like, well, he asked you? you to come in to interview. Did he not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because like my cousin reached out to him as one of his clients. So like, I don't know how he's doing this. Like that's just messed up. That and is he, so bad. Oh, and then the highlight was like, do you do drugs? And he's like, you must do drugs. And I was like, what? He's like, well, you live in Toronto. You're a millennial. Like you must do cocaine. And I was like, no, I don't. And then what the I was like, and he's saying how kids are my age. So I was like, do your kids do cocaine? Like I literally asked oh, him. Oh, that's like, good. I was so done at this point. I was like asking him all these questions. Like, cause he was saying things like, how do you, like who taught you? I was like, well, what did you teach your kids then? Because if it's this, they're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The cocaine, he 1000% does cocaine. This guy, like he is the benchmark of drugs in his age range. Do you think that he like, uh, what the fuck this story yeah, is crazy it, was like, it ended with him like it was like straight out of a movie like, do you think that like, he like thought this was gonna be a good way for you to like want to work there like well, aspire for that of, he gave me a list of things to learn he wrote them down for me he's like learn these things come back to me in three months and i'll give you a job this guy thinks he's like a hot shot first of all i went back to that list because i wrote on my phone the things he taught me to learn, like, I know now, and they're not going to, like, what? Like they didn't What were they? It. Uh, it was, like, learn, like, how to, um, like, like, projections for a company or some shit like that. I was, like, one of them, I remember. And I was, like, projections, you just learn as you're doing them. Like, you don't need to have knowledge of that. And then some programs he told me about, which I don't, I still have never encountered. I can't remember what they were, though. That... But the things he wrote me down were, like, pretty useless. And I'm, like, oh, look at me now. <laughs> And we compete against him. He's, like, one of our competitors. So, like, Good. when we apply to, like, awards, like, his company, like, is, like, in competition with our company. And they win a lot of awards. But, like, I know everyone there is miserable. Like, he has really bad reviews. And that company, when I walked into, was very, like, cold and 
not welcoming. Everyone mm. was like quiet. There's barely any workers. So I think he fired them all. So like a really bad culture to work in. Horrible culture. I can only imagine working there. And like he was absolutely like just straight out of the TV episode. Like it was so bad. And I'm like, it just was like, it kind of was like, like never tell my parents. I was like, I don't know what just happened. I can't like, believe just... that happened. That is some yeah. mess. Like that blows my mind that people think they can talk to someone like that, especially yeah. someone who's like willing to like come in and interview for work something. Work for free. Also, I was like willing to work for fucking free. The audacity. I would have papers for him and done and giving coffee to people. Like I literally just wanted to get in. And I remember, like, at first I was like, well, like, I would, I would do anything. Like, I can help with social media. Like, whatever you need. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get into this industry and, like, learn something that's not in retail. And he just was, like, bashing me so hardcore. It was, like, but it was, like, at the end of it, I didn't even, like, take any of it seriously. Because I was, like, no. that was so ridiculous. He was so messed up and messed in the head. And definitely on drugs. But I'm glad you didn't take any of it, like, seriously, because that could no. have been, like, a really damaging first start to trying to oh, build your career. thousand percent. I think for, like, a moment I was, like, really, like – because that was my first interview, too. So I was, like, fuck, oh my God. I'm screwed. <laughs> I'm, like, and no one's going to hire me in this industry. But then I was also, like, laughing because I was, like, that was so ridiculous. Like, he was just – like, he asked me if I did drugs. And if I – he said I should marry rich because I'm screwed otherwise. And, like, asked me if I had a boyfriend and, like – it was just dumb. They asked me like if I use if I live off my parents' money. I'm like, who are you? What a fucking weirdo! Like that. And I never sucks. see him. I wish I, I always wanted to see him at awards and walk up to him and, and introduce like, yourself. Hi like, hi, I'm Leanna. I'm the project manager at so and so. Yeah, exactly. I want to like see him, but I've never seen him at re- awards. I've seen like people on this team, and I'm like, you guys all look miserable for a good reason. But unfortunately, they win a lot of awards, so they do good branding. Damn it. But he's a piece of shit. <laughs> well, you know so. what? Everyone's probably like – there's probably a really bad culture of like trying to constantly impress and do better there that no there one's is. happy because no one's giving them good feedback. They're just like hoping for the best all the time. It's yeah. A, it's like a really like competitive you, culture probably. If you Google him and like Google his like – you know when you do like um, – I don't know, like re- reviews and stuff of companies mm-hmm. and that person, they're all extremely negative. Right, and, so. and I remember I read them before and I was like, oh, he won't be like that with me. Like, I'll like, no one's ever like that with me. Like, everyone likes me. And I'm like, oh, fuck. He like literally like was trying to like, I don't know. It's just, he was just up on this weird pedestal that he just created for himself. I wonder that. if he thought like by saying that to you, he was like, a hundred percent. I think he thought he was going to like change your perspective and rough you up a little bit to be ready for the real world little did he know you don't need to do that you just need no. to like support people and, t- and teach people what to do yeah. and, and allow them to grow give someone a chance and let them figure it out they could fail they could succeed like you can either sink or sw- sink or swim in a lot of companies and mm-hmm. i swim so yeah figuratively figuratively i swim because i don't know how to swim <laughs> <laughs> and i'm afraid of the water <laughs> So what about you? Like any, can you top my funny or worse interview story? No, I definitely can't top that one. Thank God. <laughs> um, I don't really have like a crazy or funny interview story at all. Um, no one asked if you did cocaine or <laughs> told you to get married, rich and everything? No, that's never happened to me. I hope it never does. Like So weird, right? What? It seems so normal. Where's the <laughs> HR department at that place? Uh, they definitely do not have one because they're a small company. Like, yeah, I mean, not everyone has those stories. Like, no, 
I, I think the I one know. thing I would take away from interviews is that like I always thought when you were the interviewer and I've only been an interviewer like a couple times that like it's such a power position to be in and like you're not nervous but no like at least for me every time I was like I was nervous for the person interviewing <laughs> like hoping they did well because it's super awkward when they like like really do a poor yeah. interview right because you have to kind of turn it around and like try and not make it seem like you really don't think that they're a great fit um but I think interviews are some of the hardest things that you can do yeah there's definitely like it's important to like do your research beforehand like you have to know the company and know the product that they're selling if there's a product or whatever the service is you have to know it mm-hmm. and you you should always prepare and just like I have one. It just came to me. Oh, wow. Okay, go. Um, This was a long time ago. And it was when I was interviewing to get a retail job in high school. And I had an interview (laughs) at Sporting Life, you know, that like activewear store. And I went in and it was just like me and like, he was probably like the manager of the entire store or whatever. And I had no experience in retail up to that point, right? But I had a little bit of like my like summer camp and stuff, whatever. And I went in and he's like, puts a jacket on the table he's like sell me this jacket like (laughs) like a winter jacket or something and I was like uh and like I was used to interviews being like tell me one good quality about yourself tell me about a situation you made a mistake and learn from it and I was just like so taken aback by it I was like um I don't even know what I said like I probably like really had a crap little sales pitch for this jacket like I knew nothing about it and he's like well you actually should have talked about like the arctic construction the amount like the temperatures it can go down to how it protects you in a storm like all these things that like you would not know unless you worked in a a boutique that sold winter jackets. And you have to know the product or else how can you sell it? Like on the spot, that's impossible. Yeah. And and also I was like 17. Like what? And he, <laughs> he had that same mentality of like, I think he was like trying to like scare me into wanting to work there. Like same, similar with not yeah. nearly as bad, but he was like this like really like egotistical white guy that yeah. like thought he was the shit because he owned a sporting life. Like, and I didn't get the job, like obviously, but I'm like happy I didn't because I feel like that's not an like a normal interview too I don't know that's my only story but (laughs) (laughs) well funny well thanks for listening everybody hopefully you made it to the end yeah as we always say (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll be back with more episodes coming soon with our lockdown I mean this is pretty much the only hobby we have now so (laughs) stay tuned and uh we'll see you in the next one Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye.